0: Welcome to Scare You to Sleep, I'm your host Shelby Scott. How are you this week? I personally got a really bad cold and I'm feeling less than up to par. I have eaten my weight in chicken noodle soup and consumed more tea than they threw in the Boston Harbor. Also, plenty of water, of course. (laughs) Before we begin, I wanted to tell you about a show that I just learned about called Meddling with Monsters. If you're a fan of role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons and a fan of amazing storytelling, sound design, and horror, which of course you are because you're here, you'll love meddling with monsters. I don't know if I've talked about this much on the show, but I'm a huge fan of role-playing games. In the before-COVID times, I actually met up with a group of friends a few times a month to eat, drink, and play D&D, and it was such a joy that I miss, and listening to meddling with monsters got me a little misty-eyed for those times. So if you're craving the feeling of hanging with friends, as well as looking for just some great storytelling, then please check out *Meddling with Monsters* here on Spotify. I will leave a link in the show notes. Now let's get started before my voice goes again. This week we have another brilliant story from author Danny May Chen. You know Danny from her work *Onassis* that was on the show recently, and just so beautiful, and her stories *The Watchmaker* and *The Pact*. Danny is really great at stories that really sit with you and make you question life a bit afterward, and this is no exception. The whole idea behind this story is so fascinating, it actually has my brain buzzing with a whole lot of what-ifs, and I hope it has yours doing the same. Without further ado, please enjoy another life. Why didn't I just keep walking? This is New York City. People run into each other all the time. People fall. Why did I stop? I was in a hurry. I was late. I should have just kept going. I hated my job. That's why I stopped. I hoped perpetual lateness would be the straw that broke my boss's back. I hoped he'd finally fire me. I hoped for a severance package I could use to travel the world. But even travel had lost its appeal lately. What were the chances? Please, someone tell me. I was never great at math. Knowing the ridiculous odds of this encounter might make me feel like I've accomplished something in my life. Even if I accomplished something terrible. Uh, Walking into work that morning, my boss didn't even glance my way. He must have seen how puffy my eyes were and how red my nose was. Maybe he thought I was hungover. Maybe he thought I was sick. More than likely, he just didn't give a shit. Trevor did. Trevor always gave a shit. Whoa, Ash. You look terrible. Are you okay? I mumbled some response. I'm not even sure if it was English. Well, if you want to talk. And he trailed off. I knew he would be there for me and he knew I never wanted him to. I know, it seems heartless. I know he was just being nice. Trevor had been barking up my love tree for years in a totally respectful, non-misogynistic way, just waiting in the wings and all the other cliches. That was the problem. He was a decent looking guy and clearly nice enough, but I seemed to strictly date assholes And I used the term, date, very loosely. But I didn't want love. And he wanted to love me. If Trevor wanted a casual hookup or a summer fling, we could have worked something out. He was a fixer and I must have seemed like quite the project. I didn't want to be fixed. I celebrated my feminism with meaningless sex with acquaintances or strangers. The dating apps on my phone seemed to have no shortage of willing participants. I didn't need a man. But I could want one. For the night. I could ignore his calls or answer them. I was confident in who I was. And I was happy being alone. At least, that's what I told myself. But I wasn't happy. I was empty. I rejected everyone to avoid being rejected. I avoided friendships and relationships, so I would never have to see them end. I never even got a pet because I couldn't watch them die. The positives never seemed to outweigh the negatives. How did I not see how little I was living? I should have talked to Trevor. I needed someone that day. Eight million people in this city and not a single friend. Seven billion people in the world. And I had to run into her. If I had talked to him, what would I have said? I don't even know what to say now. I found out her name. I needed to know who she was. And I finally tracked her down. I avoided it long enough I'd been vague and distant my entire life If I didn't tell someone what happened What was going to happen I was going to lose it It was a week since I met her If you could even call it that It took a week to break me Trevor stared more than usual He was worried about me Hey, Trev, you want to get a drink later? I felt so stupid asking. His whole face lit up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Poor guy. I finally threw him a bone after years, and he had obviously given up on it ever happening. But I needed Trevor. Trevor. I needed someone who cared about me, and there was a very short list of candidates to fill that position. I needed him to listen to me. I needed to know I wasn't going crazy. But if he was going to help me, I had to give him a reason. I spent the rest of the workday planning what to say. How do you apologize to someone for basically ignoring them? just for being nice how do you apologize for being a terrible person i had no idea how to make up for all my rude behavior but i had to try now was the time for self-reflection now was the time to be better in running through every possible conversation in my head i began to overthink I had never been one to cloud my mind with what ifs, but I couldn't help it. What if I read Trevor all wrong? He never explicitly said he was interested in me. Oh God, was I just so conceited that I thought everyone was in love with me? Shit. What if he's just a nice guy? What if he honestly just wanted to be my friend? now, I was definitely being crazy. I had nothing to offer as a friend. Fuck. (sighs) I was a mess. Finally, the workday was over. I was nervous to talk about things, but I knew it had to happen. Trevor suggested a small pub a few blocks down. They have these amazing variant pretzels, and at least... 30 beers on tap I never pegged Trevor as a beer guy or much of a drinker at all Do they have a full bar? I could use something a bit stiffer than beer Trevor confirmed that they did but I saw his shoulders slump a bit The new considerate me felt the need to clarify Not to hang out with you but I do have something I need to tell you And I haven't talked to anyone about anything personal in years. It's a weird thing for me. He perked up at my explanation, but there was an odd expression on his face. Oh God, was that pity? Being aware of other people's feelings was terrible. I suddenly missed my old apathy. We didn't talk much on the way to the bar. Was this a date? Were dates normally this awkward? After a few minutes, Trevor led me down a flight of steps to the bar. It looked to be in the basement of an old brick apartment building. I ordered the cheapest whiskey they had on the rocks, and Trevor ordered some craft beer I had never heard of, and a pretzel to share. He insisted on buying the first round. Next one's on me. I said, as he handed the bartender his card. The guy didn't even ask before opening a tab. Apparently, Trevor was a regular here. I respected that. Sure, he lied. I could see on his face that he would never let me pay. This is a cool place, I said as we sat down, and I meant it. It was bigger than I expected. There were a few pool tables in the back. I assumed the players were all regulars. I imagine that the bar stayed afloat on their patronage. There wasn't even a sign at street level indicating there was anything here. The shiny red booths were well used, but comfortable. The bar stools were mismatched, but that just added to the charm. The overhead lighting was covered in stained glass shades. The whole bar was dim, but pleasant. A jukebox was playing some classic rock from the corner. I could definitely hang out here. You like it? Yeah. Places like this are why I love New York. There's a whole city hidden away from tourists and travelers. You mean you don't spend every day in Times Square? Trevor said sarcastically. We laughed, sharing a mutual hatred for everything touristy about our city. Silence followed the laughter. But I didn't feel the need to break it. We were actually having a nice time. We were connecting. I don't think either of us expected that, or knew what to do to keep it going. So, what's up, Ash? I can't say I was expecting you to wanna hang out. Trevor watched me. He was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I just have a lot on my mind, and I don't really have anyone to talk to. I probably shouldn't admit this, but you're the closest thing I have to a friend. I barely choked out the words and followed them by drowning my drink. If he did think I was crazy, maybe I could blame it on being drunk. Trevor made some hand motion to the bartender, and another whiskey was in front of me in under a minute. The pretzel followed. Oh my god. This is the best thing I've ever eaten, I said through a mouthful of dough. I never wanted to leave this bar. What did I tell you? So, what's been going on? I don't mind being your only friend. I was hoping we were going to gloss over how pathetic I was, but apparently not. Uh, I don't really know where to start beginning is usually a fair spot he teased while at the same time looking genuinely interested he cared okay you're you're probably going to think i'm insane and maybe i am i just had to tell someone i stared into my drink the ice cubes clinked together encouraging me to spill my guts You're not crazy, but you are stalling. Just talk. You'll feel better. Okay, so... About a week ago, I was getting off the subway on my way to work. I wasn't looking in front of me, and I slammed into this other girl. You know how crowded it gets down there. For some reason, I felt terrible about it. "'I mean, I guess you're supposed to feel bad in those situations, but normally I don't.' "'A true New Yorker,' Trevor quipped. "'Right, well, I stopped to help her up. "'Not just out of the goodness of my heart, either. "'I did feel bad, but I also wanted to be late for work. "'Why?' "'I wanted to get fired. "'Sorry if you like it, but that job sucks.' I've been trying to get Mason to fire me for ages. Showing up hungover, sometimes still drunk, inappropriately dressed, constantly late. Nothing works. As I listed off my misdeeds, I realized how childish I had been. I may have noticed a few of those things. The job does suck. I like marketing. But the company is terrible, and Mason has no idea how to run the place. But the money is decent so I stay can I ask why you didn't just quit no severance ah uh, you in trouble with the mob or something he was actually kind of funny who knew you got me well tell me more about the girl before you get whacked <laughs> right her so you know how they say that your whole life flashes before your eyes before you die i hoped this segue would help the situation yes they say that but you're stalling again trevor said as he tapped the side of his bottle i'm not it's actually relevant Okay, so did she push you onto the track or something? I glared at him. I was not in the mood for his snarky attitude. He pretended to shrink under my gaze. I'll take that as a no. I apologize. Go on. Well, she grabbed my hand. It felt like my life was flashing before me. Only... It wasn't my life. It was hers. But it felt so real, so familiar. I felt like I had lived that life. Her life. It was even crazier once I said it out loud. Trevor stared down at the table. I could feel my face getting red and hot. I was an idiot. Why did I tell him? What was I thinking? Well, I don't think you're crazy. You've always struck me as a rational woman. I don't think you're suddenly having a psychotic break or anything. I was a little relieved at that. But he hadn't heard the worst of it yet. Trevor, there's more. I'm listening. He still hadn't looked at me. When it happened, I got a bit lightheaded and confused. Understandable. She got up, thanked me, and walked off. Whatever happened, I was the only one who felt it, and since then I've been getting these... Flashbacks. I don't know how else to describe them. I'm experiencing more moments of this woman's life. But I have the feeling that, for her, they haven't happened yet. Actually, i I don't have a feeling. I know they haven't happened yet. He had to think I'd gone off the deep end now. How? How could he not ask? Because I've seen her die. I didn't wait for a response. I finished my drink in two gulps and said too loudly that I needed to leave. He didn't try to stop me. I changed out of my heels into my backup flats that I carried in my purse. I had no desire to go near the subway. Home was only 10 blocks away. I told myself it wasn't that far. I only made it two streets over before I started to cry. What was happening to me? I was not about to be this vulnerable on the streets after dark. So I hailed a cab. I blubbered my address to the driver. He didn't ask any follow-up questions. The mascara smeared across my face was a clear, do not disturb. I gave him a generous tip for subjecting him to my sobs. My usual cozy apartment didn't feel homey when I walked through the door. It felt wrong. For the first time in my life, I was vulnerable to another person. And it all went to shit. I didn't even give him a chance to react. I just solidified my insanity and ran out on him. The worst part was that I liked Trevor. Trevor. He was different than I was expecting. Better. A little late to realize that one. I threw myself on the couch, burying my face into a pillow. I realized too late that my nice white pillow would now be smeared with makeup. Great. I closed my eyes, hoping that sleep would take the shame away. No such luck. I was just drifting off to sleep when I heard a knock at the door. I tried to ignore it, assuming it was my neighbor asking me to help her find her cat. Again. Ash, I know you're there. Trevor. Shit. I was even more of a mess than earlier. Uh, hang on. I ran to the bathroom, hoping to fix my face a bit. Uh, I looked terrible. I quickly wiped off all my makeup. A bare face was better than whatever clown massacre I was working with before. I pulled open the door. Hey, I said, slightly out of breath. I'm sorry. I should have offered to walk you home or something. I was just... He paused. It was a lot to process. "'No, I'm sorry. "'I just dumped a bucket of crazy on you "'and then ran out like a lunatic. "'I opened the door wider and beckoned him in. "'I mean, yeah, "'but even lunatics shouldn't walk home alone. "'How did you know where I lived?' "'I asked, suddenly realizing where we were. "'You don't... you don't remember?' I took you home every day for a week last summer when you sprained your ankle. Ugh, right. Wow. I'm... I'm a jerk. I totally forgot. Wait. If you have a car, why did we walk to the bar? Okay, uh, this is embarrassing. I don't actually have a car. I, I... may have rented one when you were hurt that's insane why would you do that because I knew you would never ask anyone for help and you wouldn't take care of yourself you needed someone but you would never admit it I tried not to react the way the old me would two weeks ago I would have run for the hills if anyone did something that nice for me that's really sweet I doubt I ever thanked you so thank you sincerity felt strange on my tongue it's nothing can I tell you something without you getting upset I don't think I can guarantee that (laughs) I said trying to keep my tone light How would I know how I would react to something? Well, I'm gonna tell you anyway. You're different. Different than I've ever seen you. You're, uh. Nice. He broke eye contact on the last word. Ouch! I said, though not at all wounded. He was right. I was different at least i was trying to be it's a compliment really i knew there was more to you i just don't think you did right again i didn't know what to say to any of it so i stayed silent i grabbed two beers from the fridge and offered him one so how does she die Trevor asked after five very long, very quiet minutes. What? How does she die? The girl? Would he really be asking if he thought I was making it up? I guess maybe, but he was still talking to me. That was encouraging. Uh, When I see it happening, I'm not an observer. I see it as if I am her. And I get hit by a city bus. I've seen it several times, and each time is the same. I'm looking down, distracted by my phone. Well, her phone, I guess. And bam, flat as a manhole cover. Trevor grimaced. Maybe that wasn't the best time to try and make a joke. So what do you think it means? What, what means? The visions, or flashbacks, all of it. He was humoring me. A tiny pocket of relief bubbled to the surface. (sighs) I don't know. But there is something else I haven't told you. Trevor didn't respond, but looked at me expectantly. I know who she is. What? That's kind of a big thing to leave out. If you knew her, it isn't that surprising that you would know things about her life. Maybe all the memories you knew about her just came flooding back. I appreciated his attempt at rationality. No... I know who she is now. I spent the last week scouring the internet. I used some of the details from her memories to find her. Her name is Charlotte Evers. She lives in Soho with her husband and toddler. I found one of her social media accounts. I know where she works, and yesterday I, um, followed her. The shame was back. You... You followed her. Like, from her house. Well, from her office to her house. I could tell by the look on his face that I had officially crossed the line from weird to stalker. It wasn't a good look for me. Okay, well, I don't really know what to do with that. You can't just follow people around, Ash. That's... creepy. I know. But I had a reason. He waited for my explanation. I had a flashback or a vision or whatever. Tomorrow, Charlotte is going to get a phone call at 2.17 to pick up her sick daughter from daycare. I'm going to wait outside her office to see if she comes out a few minutes after. Then... I'm going to follow her to the daycare. Don't look at me like that. I know. I know how it sounds, but this has been eating away at me. I have to know if what I'm seeing is real. I get it now. Trevor said. What? You you get why I have to follow her? No. I get why you've changed. You've been comparing your life to Charlotte's, and you want what she has. You don't want to spend your life alone. Fuck you! You don't know anything about me. You know what? Get out. Even as I said it, I didn't understand why I got so angry. Trevor was stunned by the sudden change in my mood. He grabbed his coat and left without a word. He was right. That must have been what set me off. He was starting to understand me. So, my instinct was to push him away. But if I had to be honest with myself... I was jealous of Charlotte. My flashbacks told me everything. I stared at myself in the bathroom mirror. Charlotte was stunning. She had light green eyes and thick, wavy blonde hair that fell down her back. A smattering of freckles across her nose and cheeks gave her a curl next door vibe. How could I not compare myself to her? She was perfect. My straight black hair seemed suddenly lackluster, and my brown eyes, so dull in comparison. Charlotte had been a cheerleader a straight-A student, popular at every age. She went to Stanford for her undergrad before moving on to Columbia Law. She met her husband James there. He worked in criminal law, while she preferred the civil side. They had a daughter two years ago. They named her Ellie. Every day, they ate dinner together as a family. Charlotte gave Ellie a bath, and James read her a bedtime story. They made love and fell asleep in each other's arms. Charlotte never had to sneak out of a man's apartment before he woke up. She never pushed people out of her life because she was afraid they would leave. She was never afraid because no one ever tried to leave her. She was everything I never was, and I was everything she would never be. But if my visions could be believed... Soon, she wouldn't be anything. Her death was coming, and it was coming fast. The next day, I dragged my feet getting to work. I knew I had to apologize to Trevor. I stopped and grabbed an extra cup of coffee and a blueberry scone on the way to the office. I didn't know if he liked those things, but I thought gifts might soften him up. I was wrong. How long have we worked together? He asked as I handed him the coffee and pastry. A few years, I guess. Yeah, we'll go with a few years. Have you ever seen me drink coffee? Even once? My shoulders slumped. I hadn't. But... He could have had a coffee every hour, and I wouldn't have noticed either way. I was the most self-absorbed person on the planet, and somehow also the most self-loathing. What a prize I was. I'm sorry, I just assumed. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah, but the only ass being made was me. Look, Trevor, I know I'm not an easy person to deal with. You say that like it's an excuse. Like, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. It's just a quirk of my personality. Well, it's bullshit, Ash. Be better. Wow. (laughs) No one has ever talked to me like that. It shows. I have work to do. And with that, He threw the coffee in the garbage can next to his desk and turned away from me. I wondered if Trevor had ever been rude to anyone before today. I usually brought out the worst in people. The only person who ever tried to be my friend now hated me, seemed to hate everything about me. I couldn't blame him. I hated everything about me too. But Charlotte, I loved everything about her. It had been almost a week since the coffee incident before Trevor spoke to me again. So, did you follow her? He seemed to be content with skimming over my little mental breakdown and subsequent rude behavior. For that, I was thankful. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. And? Everything is happening exactly as I've seen it in my flashbacks. Well, I've been thinking about the whole thing, and... I have a theory. His eyes lit up. I didn't have much hope for this theory, but... I was glad he was at least talking to me. I'd gone my whole life without sharing anything with others. Without really having friends. I thought I was okay with that. Losing Trevor, even after only having him for a moment, was terrible. Being alone didn't work for me anymore. Lay it on me, I replied. He smirked. I wasn't sure I wanted to know what avenue his mind just went down. Do you see Charlotte interacting with people when you follow her? Or do you just see her on her own? I mean, I mostly see her coming in and out of buildings. This is New York. We aren't exactly known for striking up friendly conversations with strangers. So I'll take that as a no. Okay, hear me out. What if the bus... already hit her? He looked excited. Expectant. Meaning... What if she's dead? Like a ghost? Maybe when you ran into her, you saw an echo of her life. Maybe you have a gift. Seriously, the whole wide world of weird and he decided to go with ghosts. Come with me, I said. I grabbed his hand and pulled him along with me out of the office. We were a few blocks away before he stopped me. Where are we going? You'll see a few more blocks and I stopped short. Trevor wasn't expecting the sudden stop and ran into me. Jesus, sorry, but warn a guy next time. I grabbed his arm and pulled him up a few steps toward the nearest building. Stand in this exact spot. Don't move, I told him as I ran across the street. Before he had time to follow me or open his mouth to argue, Charlotte, rushed out of her building and directly into Trevor. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Charlotte said. She touched his arm as she spoke. He mumbled some reply and she continued on down the street. Ellie was sick again and needed to be picked up. I walked back over to him. (sighs) What was that all about? He looked annoyed, But his eyes followed charlotte as she walked away i felt a pang of jealousy and immediately tried to put it out of my mind please don't start crushing on your only friend did she seem like a ghost to you that was charlotte i nodded okay well my theory is definitely out she seemed pretty flesh and blood ready to hear mine? I asked, though I was suddenly afraid to say it out loud. I had been working on a theory of my own. I had thought it was pretty solid, but now the idea of telling Trevor made it seem considerably less so. Well, I doubt it's better than psychic powers and ghosts, but okay, Trevor said. The corners of his mouth turned up as he mocked his own debunked idea. Okay, don't laugh I paused and tried to remind myself that it was as good an idea as any do you believe in reincarnation I asked looking intently at a crack in the sidewalk I don't really believe in any of that stuff why well I thought that maybe what if Charlotte was... What if Charlotte was one of my past lives? Like, maybe when we die, we could be reincarnated as anyone, in any time period. There are a lot of people who believe time isn't linear, so maybe reincarnation isn't either. That's why I have all of Charlotte's memories. Maybe... I know what's going to happen to her because it already happened to me. Maybe we are completely unaware of our past lives until we interact with our former selves directly. It didn't affect her because she hasn't become me yet. I knew I was talking way too fast, but I just had a gut feeling that my theory was right. When I first ran into her, I got so depressed, worse than anything I've ever felt. I don't think my brain could process everything I was feeling. I was experiencing a whole other life in such a short amount of time. I was feeling every emotion that Charlotte ever felt. Beyond that, I envied her. I wanted that life so much more than I have ever wanted my own. Charlotte was an example of a successful life. And meanwhile, I've squandered mine. Trevor stayed silent. So? What do you think? I asked. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I think you might be onto something. I was relieved that he didn't think I was completely insane. If that is true, how many people in New York used to be me? Yeah, I wouldn't go down that path if I were you. It's a rabbit hole that you will never come out of. I had been thinking about all the possibilities for days. I knew what was happening in his mind. How much longer does she have? Or do you have, I guess? No. We can't look at it like that. I'm me. I'm not Charlotte anymore. And I don't know. Usually there's something in the flashbacks or, I guess, memories that tell me when something is going to happen. But her death is vague. Maybe your brain doesn't want you to know exactly when it happens. Trevor seemed as excited about my idea as I was. That was an idea. Maybe I was trying to protect myself from something. By the way, don't devalue your life because it isn't Charlotte's. Her life is over. Don't forget to live yours. Thanks, Trev. I gave him a playful punch on the arm, but my mind was elsewhere. Even if I didn't know when Charlotte died, I couldn't do anything about it. Could I? Would I want to? Promise me you'll stop following her. What? Why? Trevor's request shook me out of my thoughts. It, it can't end well. If you're right about this, no good can come from it. You lived that life, and now you're living this one. Live in the now. I agreed, but wasn't sure if I meant it. Turns out, I couldn't stay away. Trevor insisted on walking me home every day, his way of keeping me away from her. It didn't work. My mornings and evenings belonged to Charlotte. I learned so much more about her that my memories left out. She went to yoga three times a week. I considered joining her class, but already knew that I wouldn't. I don't remember seeing this face when I was her. We must have only met the one time. Something told me not to interfere with my old life. I couldn't stay away from Charlotte. Watching her was like reading a book I already knew the ending to, but still couldn't put down. I knew time was running out. I knew she would be gone soon. If I saved Charlotte, would Ash still exist? Would I get to go back to that life? Would I trade my life for Charlotte's? I knew the answer. I didn't even need to think about it. These thoughts had been running through my mind since my conversation with Trevor outside of Charlotte's building. He stopped walking me home. I think he was tired of me ignoring him as we walked. It wasn't intentional. I just had other things on my mind. I didn't need friends, I had her. As I watched her across the street on her way to her favorite coffee shop, I noticed a bright red Corvette parked in the center of the walkway. I tilted my head, where had I seen that car before? Charlotte was looking down at her phone, probably checking one of the many emails that often crowded her inbox suddenly, it hit me. The Corvette, the phone, and oh god, the bus. I had tried to call out to her, but my voice was lost in the crowd. The police asked me some questions. I was one of the only witnesses who stayed to give a statement I don't think they heard much through my sobbing somehow I made it home I never went back to work Trevor called every day even stopped by a few times I think I never answered She had an amazing life, I had an amazing life, and I didn't get to keep it. How could I move on? How could I keep living, after I'd watched myself die? My better self? I couldn't. I can't. I don't want to come back after this. I don't want to be born again. Please. Don't make me. Thanks for listening. I am not going to ramble today because my chest and my throat hurt. Uh, Remember to follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can join the Discord channel. The link is in the show notes follow uh meddling with monsters thank you again danny for this story it's amazing uh tell a friend about the show please help me grow the show please 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 i really want to grow the show please (laughs) i want to keep you know bringing the show to you weekly and keeping this being my cool full-time job and the more you tell your friends the more chances i'll get to do that all right I'm going to go, uh, I am going to make some, I'm not, not, not baking this week, this week I'm making some chickpea curry and I just wanted some, you know, warm, a warm bowl of comfort food that was not chicken noodle soup. Uh, all right. I love you all. Go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.